Previously, on Unbalanced Encounters. Arissa, you remember a story of a big black bird. It was a crane, and wherever it went, it was a harbinger of the peaceful passings of those who had left this world and sought to enter the next. My name is the Lorax. I speak for the trees. Can you tell me which of the Elder Gods is the most approachable in its current state? Probably Demoiselle. You might be able to get to it through a husband. This is where the dead go. This is where in the forest. This is the blood tree. We're in the blood tree. And she's just like spiraling. Um, I'm gonna go follow the bird. You kick it loose. We're gonna go figure out what I guess the afterlife is all about. I would have expected to hear word from Sherwood by now. Are you concerned? Yes. Quite. Extrummer, good to see you. Glad you're not dead. I told you I'd give you a month. It's not my job to fucking babysit you. You made an oath to the forest. In fact, I'm doing you a favor by being here tonight at all. And he reaches behind him and pulls out something hidden in shadow and he hands it to you. It's Sherwood's loot. Welcome to another episode of Unpalance Encounters, the show that dares to ask, what if Totoro was a pig god with a Brooklyn accent? I'm your host, Patrick Perini. (laughs) Say hi, everybody. Hello, hello. Hi. How y'all doing today? Y'all feeling good? Yes. Feeling great. Thank you. Yeah, yeah. Well, I imagine that uh, Isaac is probably feeling a little conflicted, given that uh, Sherwood's loot has just turned up seemingly out of nowhere. Sherwood loves that loot. Why would he just leave it lying around? Yeah, right? right? I mean, that feels frankly fucking irresponsible. Wait a minute! (laughs) (laughs) Isaac, you have just received Sherwood's loot, and I think that you probably take a minute. You've just given this rousing speech. Everyone's spirits are high. Everyone is feeling kind of emboldened after their fending off of an Agravar raid. But Sherwood is missing and something needs to be done about that, and your month of prep time for dealing with the Elder Gods is up. You find yourself walking toward your office with June and Harissa in tow. Um, Isaac is mainly just holding the loot. Um... Kind of understanding and experiencing the understanding that they are very powerful and dangerous things after his friends and family, basically. And 
Sherwood being gone and the description of these beings from Porky are kind of like messing with his brain. So he's definitely in a rut of sorts as he's walking. As you open the door uh, to your office, uh, you notice immediately that there is a, a lamp lit uh, and you see Martin is going through just like a box of just kind of like old stuff, right? Like I'm kind of imagining like not so much a lost and found, but like a box of like things that need to be repaired or just like haven't necessarily yet been dealt with. Um, and uh, as soon as he hears the door, he whirls around. Oh, Isaac. Walks up, grips him by Sergeant the Teresa. scruff of his neck, throws him against the wall. Ah! Oh, forgive me. I was simply looking what for- What the hell are you doing in here, Martin? I, I was, I was, I was, I was, I was- Put your hand down. I was simply going through- <laughs> Martin, he explain tro- yourself I'm immediately. <laughs> I'm trying to explain myself, Sergeant Teresa. Uh, he drops the, the salute. Uh, I was, I was simply looking for, um, I, I, I'm, I'm in the process of, 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 of designing some, some new, uh, defenses for rally, and I, I was simply looking for, uh, Isaac, I wonder if you have just like a fragment of mirror, just a small mirror that would be very, very helpful for me in this endeavor. Martin, I am two seconds away from snapping your neck and calling it an accident and having God help out with his new garden. Why are you in my office over a mirror? You can go to the general store. Benny's probably got plenty of stuff like that. Uh, go ahead and roll me an intimidation check if you'd be so kind. <laughs> what the shit is he doing in here, dude? Yeah, what the fuck? That's the shadiest excuse I ever heard. Can I roll an insight check yeah, fucking on his reasoning? Actually, yeah, I might do that too. <laughs> Isaac has no insight. He's just angry. Nine. <laughs> All right. Uh, I got a dirty 20 on insight there. Yeah, baby. Uh, we'll go ahead and deal with those insight checks while Isaac is rolling his intimidation. Um, June, something's up. That's weird. Uh, and on a nine, you actually realize that you didn't see him very much at the celebration at the party um for what that's worth uh harissa on a 20 uh Mm. it's martin right like he's not lying uh in so far as you could tell he genuinely seems concerned he at this point genuine genuinely seems very scared he it, it looks like he just wanted a bit of mirror uh, and Isaac, what was what was your intimidation? That one. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, on a nat it? one. On a nat one. Martin, no. Martin, oh. <laughs> avoiding Harissa at all costs, locks eyes with Isaac and just. If I be honest with you, Isaac, the general store was locked and I could not find Benny. I'm hoping to be able to visit her in the morning. That's because there's a party happening. Yeah, you'd know that if you were at the actual attack on Raleigh. Where the hell were you? Uh, I think he was in the watchtower. The entire time? I... Y- yes, I am. Um... Oh. Um... Th- those were my orders, and I stuck to them, and... Well, oh, I didn't feel that it would be a good idea for me to... Um, well, I don't have a lot of experience with the sort of live combat and really fucking martin <laughs> really <laughs> fucking guy 
I think both Harissa and Isaac both just have an oh moment together. Like just that. Oh, buddy. Right. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Here we are. A- as we someone it. who, who, and possibly Harissa could pick this up, but like as someone who's been through so many skirmishes and such, does he smell the like, it's terrible. The fresh meat, like new kid on the block type vibe, as he, he starts yeah. saying. Oh, green absolutely. And yeah, I want to. I want to be very clear that Martin is older than Harissa by a fair stretch. I think he might be creeping into you know sort of Isaac's age, right? Like the the uh, the Oof, idea that he real is real old, new. Yeah, I feel that's right. At this. <laughs> <laughs> the idea that he is new at this is um definitely something that you could kind of immediately understand like why he would be ashamed of right like he is he is probably in his late 40s uh you know and having being a career soldier who has never seen live combat uh is is not something that he is particularly proud of just wait until the morning to find some mirrors don't break and enter into the office but something so is it even imp- i don't care get out yes sir my damn, right away, sir. My damn bartender has more bravery in him than one of my guards this is ridiculous uh what is everyone's <laughs> passive perception if you please 15 10 uh 13 uh okay wonderful uh, uh, is- he spins around and sidesteps isaac before he yeah. goes, I just kind of like catch him by the arm quickly and kind of pull him and just say, um, once I'm finished with Isaac, I want to have a word with you. At, 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 your, at, at, at your convenience, Sergeant Teresa. Uh, I, uh, aye, aye. <laughs> and he walks out of the office. There's a reason I brought y'all away from the party and I apologize if it's an inconvenience to you, but I just wanted to. Uh, I wanted to make sure everyone is all good to go on the soon-to-be campaign journey we're about to take within the the Western Wheels. You two seem to be uh, the ones to lead this, in my honest opinion. And I just wanted to make sure everyone was, was good and ready. I think uh, Harissa was actually a little bit taken aback by the um, honesty of Isaac there, just saying that we would be the ones that he'd want leading on this, especially after the kind of like interactions Harissa and Isaac have had recently. What... Uh, what exactly is this campaign? Do we even know where we're going? What we're doing? And with that, Isaac uh, lifts up it, the loot. Um, I don't know what exactly that is, uh, but I do know Minehead Boys and Sherwood seem to have gone missing, and the one to find this was Porky. So. I'd assume that one who used to live in the forest, as well as one of Riley's top investigators, turns to Arissa, uh, would be the ones to help me find my friend. And 
Porky told you they didn't make it back to Minehead? He knows this for certain? I don't think Porky knows how people work, uh, but he found the loot in the Western Wheels. Specifically, oh. he found the loot in a swamp at the far southern edge of the Western Wheels. And, and the Mineheads live north, right? Minehead is north. Yeah. They were presumably traveling south to sell their quarry, uh, but they were not traveling south into the Western Wheels, right? Like they were taking, they were basically picking up the path where you caught them in the first place. You guys had come across the mountains and left the Western Wheels in order to find them. You would come into the plains of Agravar. Uh, that would have been the route that they should have been taking. They should have been able to get to civilization within a day or two. It has been a month and change. And now Sherwood's loot turns up in a southern swamp of the Western Wheels. DM. Yes. The vision. Was it a vision? Was it a dream? Does June know? Does it, June doesn't know? Neither does Sam. <laughs> so, um, that is, she asked the, the ghosts that were in the afterlife if they were the Minehead boys, and they said they weren't. Yeah, you recognize the person that you were talking to as like a member of Agravar, right? As one of the farmers that was raiding the, the town. Um, it, was, it was the people who had died during that mm -hmm. fight. In the battle? Yeah. Okay. Also, um, June has made it quite uh, clear to me that this old man tends to keep a few too many secrets. People he should be. Attempting to build a, a, a trusting network with. Before I say the next portion of what I need to say, um, I'm sorry. Hold on. Are you talking about yourself? Are you admitting that you've been cagey? Cagey is a term in which. Are you admitting that you meaning. have serious trust issues? This is no. a huge step. Isaac, and I'm so proud of you. Look at that. An old dog can learn new tricks. Ah, uh, y'all want some tea? I'm gonna go get some tea. This is too much. This is a lot. <laughs> no, no, no. Stay, stay right here. Uh, we'll, we will have tea afterwards. Finish what you were going to say. So, your employer has been a uh, needle in the spine of Raleigh for uh, many decades and mm. in order to be able to make sure that our friends and family continue to be safe with such a power around them and he just goes over the plan of what's been going on i.e. with Agravar and the sap and you know this is really difficult to do after Martin Sneaky, shitty ass just came up in my office. What was that all about? I don't know, but I will find out. I am too a little bit weirded out by that. You know, I'm not. I'm not scared of him. I feel like I could. I could have broken him. Incidentally, I kind of felt bad after I, I picked him. <laughs> so light. Yes. It is his mouth I am worried about the most, honestly. But why would he need a mirror? Uh, as per your plan. 
we'll find out about the mirror. Uh, but as for your plan, I want you to know, Isaac, that Raleigh has become more of a home to me than I've ever had one before. And Empress are be damned. No one will be taking this home from me. See a, a heavy, heavy weight just kind of lift off of Isaac. That's a uh... That was kind of the the point me and me and Dale thought of, at least. And though one of my most trusted companions isn't here, it is for good reason, as God has informed me that giving him such information would probably end in my own death. So I will pass on such involvement by them. Uh, does everybody understand that portion? That's actually very important. Yes, he has said interesting things to me before that has that have got me on some alert. Um, I, I agree with your um, apprehension on that. Smash cut to guard, like chasing a butterfly in a field <laughs> for a second. <laughs> As kids hanging off of him in the playground. He's a dangerous, dangerous creature. <laughs> Pure evil. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, before we go, can I have a look at that loot? Oh, uh, certainly. Let me get, let me, I'm, matter of fact, you do that, I'm going to get this tea. Uh, DM, yes. can I investigate the loot in any way, please? To garn some clues. Yeah, yes. 100%. Yo, Joan! Joan! Your dad keep the damn cups! <laughs> I, 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 found, I, I found like three in this cabinet. You've like two moved in this all of them everywhere. <laughs> no damn order two. No, if there is order. You screwed it all up by organizing it. No, I, I don't touch things in his office because he has them all in <laughs> There's Harissa doing like the Sherlock Holmes like do, 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 and then there's in the background <laughs> Where's the tea bags? I found this one was in Oh no no don't don't drink out of that one. Oh what's in this? No, don't I used that as my to clean my paintbrushes the other day. Arissa. <laughs> Why is it in his cupboard? Arissa. Arissa. Yes. The first thing that you notice is a maker's mark. It is a symbol that you have not seen for some time. And all of a sudden, it occurs to you. The symbol is very similar to a Tanin tattoo. And it's a gecko. You've seen this before on letters that Granny Rosa would show you from her late husband. What? Is Sherwood my granddad? <laughs> <laughs> Papa? <laughs> Papa? <laughs> is she actually? I'm <laughs> <laughs> Papa? 
I certainly can't. Uh, you you have no idea if Sherwood is. I mean, I'm gonna have to find out if, but if Grammy Rosa connected. got got had some fun with. He's connected. With with I mean, he is like ancient. Some, yes, and he is. He might very well be old enough. Who's to fucking say? He's old enough. Uh, right. I feel like Granny Rosa. You know, she she had a few friends. She got around. You know, she got around. She, she had, had some, some fun, fun in her she youth. Had some fun. Yeah. She did. Yeah. Ships in the night. That's yeah. <laughs> Sorry, back to the series. Any other yes. clues? <laughs> the second thing that you notice along the face mm-hmm. of the loot are long claw scratches. Deep or quite small? Not deep, but not small. In fact, so wide that they've discolored almost the whole face of this thing, which is why Isaac didn't immediately notice. Hmm. Above and beyond that, it's got some caked on mud. It looks okay. a little worse for wear. It's out of tune. But that's what you get on a 17. Isaac, how long have you known Sherwood? Known Sherwood for years. He was one of the uh, first, the Minehead boys was some of the first people we uh, worked with. On starting rally, um, so I think I think when you say that, wow, what? you kind of immediately flash through a montage of your earliest memories with Sherwood, and the very first one was that when Rally was barely a logging concern, before you had a wall, you were two shacks and a shanty. The Minehead boys lit a raid to try to steal whatever money and sundries you potentially had. And you and Dale fought them so well and showed them mercy that Sherwood immediately fell in line. The next is a flash of Dale and Katarine setting off on a, a weeks-long journey to Minehead to beseech them for a millstone. And returning triumphant with one of the best crafted you've ever seen. And then just in quick succession, deals and drinks and nights on end. He has been one of your only outlets to culture and fun that you've had access to in Rally since Dale's passing? Uh, I suppose my question would be, uh, well, Harissa would want to know from Isaac. I don't know if, I, if you, Craig, know. Um, has, has Sherwood ever told you where he was before Minehead, where he came from? DM. <laughs> I'm going to ask you to roll me. Are you proficient in history? Is Isaac? Yes, is Isaac proficient in history? Ooh, actually, I think yes. Okay. I'm going to ask you to give me a weird role here. I'm going to ask you to give me a charisma-based history check, please. What? Okay. So I feel like personal history is bonus? more of a charisma thing. What was the role? 18. Uh, so Sherwood is much like Whiskers in that he's sort of very well-traveled. Uh, he has lived kind of all over. Um, 
He was cagey about his sort of place of birth, uh, never really wanting to get into where his sort of ancestral home would have been. Um, he, but he was uh, very quick to tell you about where to find all of the best places to drink in Agravar, to smoke in the eastern capitals, uh, to, you know, sort of how, how to ply the empressar's uh, political machine to get all of the luxuries of Altair, the capital. Um, he, is, he is a man who has known Ostilla. I mean, uh, I don't know specifically where Sherwood is from. He's been around about as old as dirt. Um, but, and he just names off some of the, the areas and towns. And there's this one time we was, uh, we were drinking some, some wine that he brought from Agravon. Yeah, real Weird. Dale did this dance. I actually, I'm not gonna talk about it in front of a daughter. We go. Anyway, <laughs> it was. Um. Yeah, he's been he's been all the way from far east to over way over by Minehead and and Rally. So he knows he which, knows his way around. Which being lost for even a week, let alone a whole month. Mm. Oh, dude. It's very strange. Isaac, is there a map in here? <sighs> he looks, he turns around, looks at look all at? the files of scrolls. Also, I want to, I want to check in and see this is, this is sort of getting into planning territory for uh, the upcoming arc. Does it make sense to grab guard? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I think that's right. Guard is currently uh, talking to Oz. Oh, did you want to do a little bit there? Ooh, yes, Ooh. yes, yes, sure. Yeah, let's okay. do that. I think we cut over. We cut over to um, Guard and Oz. Guard, are are you uh, just kind of cornering Oz at the party? Or are you uh, going back to their infirmary? Uh, I'm try. I'm trying to meet Oz at their place of work. Yeah. Okay. So we go to the infirmary. Hell yeah. All right. Oz, I was hoping you could help me with something. Anything you need, guard. What, um, what seems to be the trouble? I don't really know much about, um, an, a, a, anatomatonomy? An, auto, an, now I fucked myself up. <laughs> Automaton anatomy? Uh, but I, I, I'll do what I can. It is not for me. Oh? You do know about prosthetics, yes? Um... I mean, like this kind of thing, and they grab the <laughs> the uh, the sort of helping hand, you know, and kind of swing it around and adjust it into place so that you can get a better look at it. Yes, just like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're 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 not the most complex uh, devices. They they are helpful when you need them. Um, what what why why do you ask? I am looking for a device to be made. Something that would fit on the hand of an ordinary-sized person that was missing the bottom two fingers. Uh, yeah. I, 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 I mean, I, I would probably need some precise measurements if it's going to fit well and be kind of the, the appropriate digit length. And, uh, well, 
and then they kind of get lost looking at their own sort of helping hand and the, you know, sort of fingers that are attached to it. Um, yeah, yes, sure, guard. Um, uh, who, who is it? Has somebody been injured? Yes. Oh. Uh, all right. Um, huh. Well, uh, I suppose you know better than I do. Uh, okay, well, um, listen. Uh, here's, here's, here. Listen, guard, guard. And they kind of lean against you. Uh, like kind of a little unsteady on their feet after a night of drinking. I'm going to help you with this. This is going to be fun. Uh, come here. Come here. Uh, and they turn around and they, they sort of trudge back into their infirmary. They start rifling through that like library card cabinet style, you know, filled with drawers of herbs and unguents and some papers. Uh, and eventually they pull a scroll from one of the drawers and unroll it. Uh, I've, this is the template that I used for huh? this thing. Um, yeah, if you uh, can get me these measurements, you're going to need. And then they just start pointing to like some incredibly complex, like palm length. And- I do not think we will need measurements. The person whose fingers I cut off can adjust to fit the size. Can I get you to roll me an intimidation check, please? <laughs> I am not trying to be intimidating, but I will roll an intimidation check. I think just accidentally here. It's the things you say, guard. It is an 18. I mean, it is an 18. I did roll an 18. I got to take into account, like, player intention as the goal for the roll here. So I think that you do a good job of managing your intimidation um, on an 18. And uh, and I think that that Oz sort of says... Uh, you know what? I'm going to pretend that that means that they can um, put on some padding or something. And in the meantime, uh, I will do this when, 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 when need it. When do you need it? Bye, buddy. As soon as possible. Before we take our next excursion into the woods. Okay. All right. I can, I can probably do that. Um, I didn't have a project for tonight anyway. Uh, cool. All right. I'll get, ah. mm. I'll get working right on that. Uh, and they sort of totter off to the far side of the, the room. And uh, there's just like a very intricate, like double boiler vacuum flask system that they have set up uh, that they like pull a lever for and turn a crank. And there's like a kind of hissing and whatnot. Uh, and they turn a little dial and it pours just like, a shot of coffee, but it pours way too slow, so you kind of get the immediate sensation that this is viscous whatever it is. Um, and they just start sipping on it. Yeah, I'll get, I'll get right on it, guard. Thank you. This, this means a lot. I honestly couldn't begin to ask why. Oz? Uh-huh, yeah. Do you have any other names? Oh, like a... Like a surname or, or anything like that? Yes. Um... Uh, no. Guard, I, I don't. I do not either. Probably for pretty similar reasons. Do you know where your name comes from, Guard? And by this point, they're just, like, pulling shit out of boxes and starting to tinker away at the, the thing. It is what I was called when I was awoken. By whom? I am not sure. I believe 
the Empressar's employ. Oh, uh, that's a lot of people, so that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, that's a, that is a pretty similar reason. <laughs> yes, the Empressar called me a guard as well. Huh. Well, I guess I, at least I got a choice in mine. It sounds like you were pretty much just stuck with what you got, huh? It does seem that way. Do you like to be called guard? Would you like to be called something? Ooh, uh, something else? I have not been asked that before. I do not know. Well, the good news is you don't need to make up your mind tonight. You could you could change your mind on what you want to be called pretty much any time. The sloth called me a guardian. Anyway, thank you, Oz. I will return in the morning. Hopefully I'll have it done if I... If I could stay up. I need more coffee. Good night. Um, guard. Yeah. Uh, you step outside, uh, and see Elmira astride the lead Wolverine, uh, kind of ride up, uh, and, uh, she kind of, they, they, they sort of drag their way in, right? There's like a little, a little bit of dust kind of kicking up behind them and they, they stop in front of you, um, and uh, they they they're holding up just like this giant piece of candy, uh, and they're like, uh, "Miss June said that if I went and found you and, and, and told you to go up to the to to, to Isaac's office, uh, then then she would give me a really big piece of candy, and she did, and it's really good. So you should probably go up to Isaac's office. They they, they seem to be looking for you." I'm not going to respond to Elmira. I'm going to look at the Wolverine, and I'm just going to I'm just going to growl a little bit. Um, but to the Wolverine, I'm going to say, "Thank you for bringing the child with the message." And then I'm going to take some berries out of my pocket. Or I'm going to take some berries out of a little pouch and give them to the Wolverine. Yeah. And then to Uh, Elmira, I'm going to say, I know they took your knives away, but if you find a rock and crack it against another rock long Mm -hmm. enough, Uh you can make something that will work similar to a knife. And there are many rocks, so do not feel that you cannot be armed if you need to be armed. Okay. That's a good, that's a good tip. I'll, I'll work on that. I'll play with that. Um, hey, let's, let's go find some rocks. Uh, and the pair of them tear off back right, toward and the I'll party. go find Just the little army of Neanderthal children. Uh, guard, you yes. pound on the door, uh, and it swings open readily. I have been summoned. Yes, you have. Man, that little Amira, she, she knows how to, how to get a job done. And where'd you get all that candy from, June? I have my sources. Benny. I'm not telling you. Oh, okay. <laughs> one general a gentleman store. never asks, and a lady never tells. We Come have on, one general store. It's I encouraged <laughs> Elmira to start creating her own weapons. So as to not deplete the resources of the town. Smart. Yes. That makes sense. Right. But especially okay. since we she... will I'll I'll make sure they Yep. I'll 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 check in on her about that. Make sure she's doing it right. You know, God I just yeah. did you see her take out we'll that Agravaz soldier? <laughs> she's got skills. I'm not saying we should condone this. Um, it's backup plan. That's all I'm saying. 
And just don't tell the parents that we suggested this. <clears throat> what are they gonna do? They they uh, obviously yeah, they, let her, they let her roam this place like a daggone. She's just feral at this point. Anime protagonist. <laughs> anyway, I found the map. It took us about fifty minutes. Oh, but great! Here it is. Oh. And Makes June sense. is gonna slide everything off the table. Oh. Guard is gonna start slowly picking <laughs> things up and putting them back on the table. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I use the kind of like bits he's put back on the table as the weights for the four corners like just like <laughs> there we go Isaac it doesn't everything doesn't have to be in a specific place all the time it's totally fine you can have an orange amongst a bunch of avocados it's not gonna kill you <laughs> right let's let's make a plan let's right. let's look at this map and decide where we're going are, are we going after the the minehead boys or yes so and they the loot his flute loot was found in a swamp to the south has big paul been informed that this loot has been found was he with orissa when um isaac scooped everybody what? out no. <laughs> no i'm just saying like he would have walked by with the loot and said, "Hey, Harissa, can you can you come with me?" And he would have seen it because I oh, was just holding don't, it. Don't think so. Ding. Aw. No. Yes. <laughs> Ship faster, please. Sorry. I'd appreciate it. Thank you. No, Big, Big Paul has not been. In- yeah, Big Paul's not been. <laughs> it's a slow burn, Craig. Slow burn. Oh, I hate it. Got to keep that sexual tension throughout. I the was saying series. romantic tension, but you know, tomato, tomato. I don't know if <laughs> this would be helpful or not, but. Um, and she starts fiddling with one of her earrings, and uh, these earrings that uh, Porky so kindly uh, enchanted or let me know that they were special. Um, so if I take them off and shake them a little bit and ask them. A question about the future. Uh, they might be able to help us figure out where, uh, what direction Minehead Boys went to start us in the right direction. If you can, that would be very helpful. The way that the earrings work is that they give you a casting of augury, and the way that augury works is. It allows you to determine positive, negative, or mixed outcome. So the only thing that you can really put to it is like a course of action, right? Either yours or someone else's. Maybe we ask if the gods are involved or if there will be, if there will be gods if we go to the swamp. That's a good idea. That's I like that really very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do, the, do, the, do the thing. Are those the earrings you lost? DM. They, they were. <laughs> Do you like them? They're pierced. Oh, yeah. Found them. Marissa <laughs> yeah. did a great job. They look um, nice. Thank you. All right, so June, should I ask would, if there be gods? If you would give me the specific wording of the question, please. All right. And she'll take her earrings off and cup them in her hand over the table. And she'll whisper to them, If we go to the swamp, will we encounter 
elder gods and she'll shake them and drop them on the map. As the sapphire earrings teardrop shaped and so perfectly fitted to your ears tumble onto Isaac's desk they roll one over another and land in a corner of the western wheels to the far south and at once they both begin to glow a fortune wheel wheel oh dang well we could looks like we might be able to kill two birds with one stone Porky wants us going after these gods right I reckon we'll we're gonna see them if we go towards the swamp looks like we're heading south Uh, it should only take us about a day to get preparations in order and such, and uh, we'll be on our way. See if anybody else wants to, uh, a guard, are you, you ready to go back into the wild? I would like to do that very much. June puts up her hand for a high five with guard. Very hesitantly, guard. Up top, my man. Tick. All right. <laughs> you wake up. The next morning is a bright and clear day. And you go about, you know, kind of your morning routine. I'm actually curious, what does June's morning routine sort of look like on, an, on a normal day? Well, Pat, DM. June... Stretches in bed. Ah. And she tells herself good morning. And then she pops up and she makes her bed. The way her daddy showed her. Hospital corners. Tucking those sheets in. Laying it out. She's not going to like steam press or like iron A sheets because people that do that scare her. Um, she's going to make sure everything is orderly. And then she'll make her quick cup of tea. She wakes up like crack of dawn. Yep. Crack of dawn. Makes her tea. And then finishes it and makes her way outside into the woods to do her morning routine. You walk out your front door and you swing it in and step out into Benny's chest. Oh! Ah. Juniper. Morning, Benny. Uh, oh, sorry, I didn't uh-huh. expect to have anybody this morning. Um, what can I feel I... as though expect the unexpected you... is a rather primitive lesson. No, you are not as squishy as I thought you'd be. Like I just felt, I feel like I just ran into a rock wall. Damn. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You're right, Juniper. You've I had mean, your tea. I, yes, I, I have. Good. We begin. Follow me. I'm s- we begin? What are we beginning? I'm not doing- She's walking I- away. Are you- And she's- June's running after. Benny, I don't- I don't think that I'm working for you. Uh, I'm not starting a new job, am I? Because, I, I mean, I think I might have found something else to do. 
As wonderful as that, as that is, Juniper, you uh, fortunately will never have to work for me ever again. <laughs> I mean, I, I, that came out wrong. I, the, uh, do you know what? Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. I'm, follow, I'm following you. Are we going towards the woods? No. You are not going towards the woods. You are going toward the general store. No, Benny. Um, Benny, where I are know. we going? Juniper, I know. You've had plenty of time in the woods. We are going to have a conversation, and we are going to begin your training. Uh, all right. And she walks you sort of up to an area kind of behind uh, the general store, and she kind of goes to the door, pushes it open. And, and th- this area behind the, uh, the general store is kind of a, it's, it's, it's a level area. A lot of like kind of loading and unloading happens here, right? Um, you know, sort of there's a back entrance to the warehouse, a back entrance to the actual storefront, um, you know, kind of just trodden dirt, right? Like not a lot going on back here. Uh, and she opens really the door. The mood. Yeah, exactly. Uh, she, uh, she, she opens the door and uh, Martin steps out of the general store uh and he has just like a bunch of stuff in his arms uh just like a box does like he a, have a mirror uh you could roll me a perception check if you'd like i swear to <laughs> christ if he doesn't have a fucking mirror in that goddamn hope you paid for those things a dirty dirty 20 a dirty 20 wonderful yeah on a dirty 20 you notice uh at least three things he might have more kind of in this box that he's carrying but he's got at least three things uh he's got a um a a bit of a mirror you know just a couple inches on a side uh he's got uh, some more of those security flares um and he has some of the candy supply that you get from benny now, Martin, I know you're not taking all that candy. He steps out and he, like, tries to salute, but his hands are full. Uh, and he says, um, uh, Ms. Jusia, thank you very much for, uh, for allowing me to, to procure these, these, these items. Uh, Miss, Miss, Miss Snowthorn, it's, it's good to see you. I hope you're having a, a, a pleasant morning. How, what are you? And he just, huh, two, Martin, three, huh, huh. Benny. Honestly, Juniper, this is a very important lesson that you will learn your mother, from all accounts, was very good at it. It's called picking your battles. Uh, I try to pick. I try to pick them all out so I don't miss one. Right. Um. And yes. he's doing some shady shit, but we can talk about that later. He might very well be, and at the end of the day, your energies are best used elsewhere. Juniper, Martin is probably harmless. There are forces at work in and outside of Rally that are not harmless all right now and she steps in you hear some rustling she steps out and lobs uh a bunch of like wooden balls at you uh could you please roll me a deck saving throw sure a 10 you catch one two and then the third one just beans you in the forehead oh (laughs) damn it pick them up all of them? Yes. All right. She'll hold all, all of them in her arms. Her eyebrow just like shoots straight up. Wonderful, wonderful. A good start. We're going to have a conversation now. We're going to have a conversation about something that we probably should have talked about a while ago, but 
<sighs> well, she's trying to keep the balls in her arms, and she keeps kind of dropping. I was under the impression that you were better informed. Than informed, you were. informed about about what? While we have this conversation, <laughs> there are going to be more balls. I suggest you find the most stable way to keep hold of them. Uh, she throws another one at you. What do you do? What she's going to try to do is she's got them three in a row in her arms. Yeah. She's going to drop the center one and try to catch it between her knees. And she's going to try to headbutt the one coming at her to, like, pop it up and then catch it with the okay. other two. Okay, please give me, uh, I believe this will be an acrobatics check, if yeah. you don't mind. Yeah, this is going to be a hell of an acrobatics check. Yeah, it is. <laughs> That's a 21. Amazing. Uh, you oh managed to pull this off exactly, and now you have, uh, again, four balls kind of in your arms, one between your knees, uh, and Benny has another one that she is just sort of cradling in her hand, you know, kind of getting ready to throw in your direction. Uh, so you should be thinking about that uh, while she says, better informed about the sisterhood. Sorry, the what? The sisterhood? Oh, gods on earth. I was afraid of that. I don't know why. And she shuffles the one ball, tries to get... Two of the balls under her armpits, <laughs> and two under the other, and she still has the one between her knees. Yeah, yeah. I, you just do that, right? You just do that because you have time here. Uh, and she's just sort of so, twirling this one. Your mother never told you, did she? About the sisterhood? Indeed. Uh, did they wear ball gowns? Yes, we do. Occasionally. Oh my As god, you're a part of it? Part. Oh, boy. All right. Uh, she chucks another one at you. What do you Let's do? Let's go. Ah, I'm going to try to catch it with my T-Rex hands. <laughs> I'm going to let you do that one. I'm going to let you do that one. Uh, you get that one for free. You look ridiculous, but you get it for free. And she reaches back and pulls out another one. Yes, Juniper, I am part of the sisters of the Sapphire Sun. I suppose your mother thought that she could simply will herself out. Or that ignorance might, for some reason, protect you. I mean, she taught me how to de- how to defend myself. She did. She tried. My mom. My mama did her best with with me. Uh, does June believe that? Probably not. Then I would like you to please roll me a deception check. Fifteen. That was a lot right there. That whole scene. She rolled a three on the die. She has a plus five to insight uh however that is not sufficient to beat a 15 uh and so she gives you kind of a nod and says i'm sure that she did within the confines of her circumstance it is very rare that one of the sisters is raised without the benefit of the rest without the benefit of her matriarchy or any support at all and she lobs another ball at you i need you to tell me what you're gonna do about it okay she's got two under her she's got two under each arm like stuck up under the armpits Uh Uh she's got one in her hand she's got one between her knees yep everyone listening uh sam is miming this as she's playing (laughs) (laughs) also i'm gonna forget about all the balls oh geez do you know what she's gonna (laughs) Her bow staff is on her back. Mm -hmm. 
she's going to drop the ones in her arms and go for the bow staff to punt the ball back at Benny. Okay. Uh, okay. Go ahead and give me, uh, please. Uh, actually, I think the way that we're going to do this is um, deflect missiles. And so mm, uh, cool. if you could go ahead and roll me, I believe it's a D10. It's a two. Uh, you literally needed a roll better than a one to cancel out the damage here. Uh, you oh. smack this thing back. Uh, go ahead and roll an attack roll if you're trying to hit her with it. No. no. I okay. mean, I'm trying to like toss it back at her. I'm assuming okay. she can catch it. Uh, so you hit this thing. Send it beaming back at her, and she rolls her eyes, tucks into a crouch, and spin kicks it up over your head, and it goes sailing off into the dirt behind you. I thought I was... Are we not catching them? Is this not a back and forth type of thing? No. Okay. All right. All right. And she'll take the one out Sit down, Juniper. Sit. Okay. Down. All right. Juniper. All right. She, she sits down. We will revisit this lesson another time. For now, I wish to give you only the information that you need in order to start understanding who you are. And it's about the sisterhood? Between all sentient beings, there flows a certain type of magic. It is the magic that connects us to one another. It is the magic that brings us through cycles of reincarnation. It is ineffable, but for talking purposes, we like to call it bond. Bond. And that collects within me? No. June, it is the web between you and everything else. It is the moment when observation becomes understanding, when intuition becomes truth. How do I... Is it, is it something to be used? Yes, it is. You've used it already. Oh, I guess that explains some of the dope-ass shit I was able to do. It does indeed, Juniper. Your mother... Gagey as she was about this entire process for some god's forsaken reason, did a good job in instilling in you the physical fundamentals of observation and recreation. You have a good intuition for understanding how to see something done in the world and realize it within yourself. That is a skill that can be turned in the other direction, Juniper. What direction? What What do you mean, other direction? We, as an organization, exist to protect the webs that bind us. It is an unfortunate folly of man that he often does not recognize how interconnected he is to the natural world, to his fellow man. So... It's the the sisterhood's job to try to help bring them that awareness? No. Juniper, it is not our job to bring awareness. Awareness is something that must be sought. 
It must be wanted in order to be found. But it is our job to protect. And how we protect those who do not wish to be protected is subtle in its art. Mm. When you learn to master bond, it is not simply a matter of dope shit that you are able to do in a fight. It is the ability to instill in someone a belief or to extract from them their true desires, capabilities, weaknesses. June is sitting there, like, nodding her head, but, like, the inside of her brain looks like a can of worms, like she's trying so hard to process all of that. It will take time. Benny, I think, um, I think myself and some others are about to leave Rally for a little yes. bit. Um, doesn't give me a whole lot of time. I think we're leaving, like, tomorrow? So I've heard, Or something? Yes. Is that enough time for me to be ready for this? I will be honest with you, Juniper. I have no idea. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. The Sisterhood is not particularly versed in the nature of Elder Gods. You may face challenges with these beings heretofore unknown to us. But that is what the Sisterhood is for. To constantly be observing challenges heretofore unknown and giving them just the right nudge so that they do not tear themselves asunder. That, this is a lot to, to process and uh, thank you for taking the time to, I mean, you said we were going to have a conversation, then do training. It sounds like you might have gotten that a bit backwards. Um, balls flying at my face. That was, that was a bit that was one way to wake me up in the morning. Um, I want you to think about this exercise on your journey. The ball one? Yes, the ball one, Juniper. All right. <laughs> Hello, you magnificent creatures of the universe, and welcome to the mid-roll, the place where we tell you a little bit about what's going on behind the scenes and see if you want to do anything fun for us. If you didn't know, we have a Patreon. Patreon? Yeah, it's not even a tree and it doesn't even yawn that much, but you can pay it. And if you join that Patreon, oof magoof, you can get all sorts of fun and fabulous things. For example, for $3 a month, not only do you get access to the full sessions on video, original soundtrack, Patreon-specific Discord flair, but you can name an NPC in the show. Yes, oh yes, oh yes. You can force our wonderful Dungeon Master to come up with some silly reason for a character to be named Gringle, Wingle, Pingle, Dingle, Lingle, or something like that. If you make it really confusing, he might ask you to send a different one, but if you make it perfectly confusing, it will be perfect. Or... If you're a little bit like, mm -mm -mm, I want to get a little bit more action in on this. Well, let me tell you about what happens when you join the Gecko Guardian tier. Not only do you get some 
exclusive stickers of some of our favorite NPCs and characters such as KTA and the Geckos. But you can create a magic item for the players, aka me, to get in game. That's right. If you're thinking to yourself, man, oh, Manischewitz, I really wish that Harissa had a longbow that could shoot fire snakes. Well, guess what? Hook a sister up. She needs one. You know what I mean? How about this? Did you know that you can email Mr. Spinks questions and he will respond and possibly other characters from the show? It's Mr. Spinks, M-I-S-T-E-R dot S-P-I-N-X at gmail.com. Email Mr. Spinks. Also, check out the newest episode of Lewis and Lovecraft. Uh, they are a friend of our podcast. Patrick and Emily were just on it talking about Rally, Lewis and Lovecraft. Lewis spelled L E W I S and Lovecraft spelled and Lovecraft. It'll be great. You're going to love it. You're going to love the way you look. We guarantee it. What else do we got to talk about? Oh, and if you are interested in doing some promotional work with the show, if you would like to advertise with us, whether it's for a product you have coming out, a Kickstarter, a community, maybe you just want to give a shout out to your cousin, let us know. You can also email us. You can email us. You can email Mr. Spinks about that, but I don't know if he's going to get back to you. But you could email us at unbalancedencounters at gmail.com for the business focused things and we'll probably we'll probably check those emails i'll i don't know if i will but somebody will i can't promise that it'll be me it might be mr spinks and to be fair i i don't know how much business acumen he has but i think he's down to clown so it should it should be all right we should be good um i think that's it let's get back to the show parissa <laughs> It is, is first thing in the morning. How did Harissa sleep last night? Pretty pretty well. Um, I think unlike June's perfect morning routine, Harissa's is basically the opposite. So you can imagine her sort of like um, hair sort of like stuck to face, snoring, a little bit of dribble, like covers all over the place, you know, like a tangled mess. Um, and then... Sphinx, just like blah, 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 trying to mimic an alarm, and she kind of slaps him off the side uh, <laughs> to try to like, silence the alarm. Rolls out of bed, like <clears throat> kind of scrapes back hair into some kind of semblance of whatever. Shoves on some scrumpled clothes that are just on the floor, uh, <laughs> completely just disheveled shuffles to uh put her shoes on you know does all that <sighs> braces herself for opening the door a part of her hoping she will be face first in benny's chest <laughs> opens door <laughs> <laughs> and is blinded by the sunlight as she as she steps steps forth seat searching some kind of food and beverage as you step outside, you see something that you have not had really the space to see or to consider in some time. You see a gentle smoke rising from the chimney of the Broadbean family. And guard is standing uh, vigil 
in Auntie Gerda's vegetable patch. And Auntie Gerda is bustling back inside to begin brewing the day's tea. I think the the smell of the smoke and the envisioning of the breakfast and the tea that is happening in Gerda's house makes Harissa realize she hasn't actually checked in on the broad beams for a while. Maybe she should do that, and this is a good time to do that. Good morning, Harissa. Good morning, guard. Everything okay? Everything seems fine. Good. Uh, vegetables growing. No vermin, I hope. What determines vermin? Anything that is unwanted in an area. Maybe something that is nibbling at Gerda's vegetables and she thinks, no, bad. I didn't realize that that was an issue. I like watching animals nibble at the garden. Ah, maybe Gerda thinks it's not an issue either. It's fine. If they are not an issue, they are not vermin. Safra! There you out there? Hello, Gerda. Get your ass in here, girl. What are you doing out there looking at all the plants? Gerda? And she kind of nods her head as she kind of like steps into the house. Uh, as you step in, you see the eminently cozy interior of the Broadbeam Cottage. There's a little kitchen area with a fire, you know, kind of stove, wood burning stove, kind of puttering away, a little kettle on top. You see Maurice kind of blustering his way out the front door. He's got, uh, you know, kind of a little, uh, little lunch pail with him. Leah comes down. Maurice. Similar nod. Uh, <laughs> Leah comes down the stairs, uh, gives you a nod. Good to see you, Harissa. Leah. Mama, you got lunch for me today? Uh, and they kind of do a little twirl. She gives her a kiss on the cheek and follows out after her after her dad. Uh, and Gerda has, like, poured, like, is pouring you a cup of tea uh, and hands it to you. Uh, and as you kind of look down to take the cup of tea, she turns around and swings back and there's just like a full plate of food and it's like deep fried pheasant and pastry and like sauteed greens and there's like a chili sauce on all of it and she just like sets it down in front of you. Safra, where the hell are you been? Honestly, Garda, she's like looking at a plate of food. I don't know. I don't know why I haven't been here every morning. Although I think the raid on Rally probably got in the way of that a little bit. Yeah, you were, you were, you were, you were in the thick of that, huh? I heard you were in the infirmary for a little bit. Ah, uh, nothing to really just. And nothing you know, she says. Shot in the back, and nothing she says. You poor fucking baby. <sighs> <laughs> you work too hard, Saffer. You know that. She kind of. <laughs> I know. I do. I. That's why I come here, maybe put my feet up for a little bit, enjoy your amazing food. And and as she says that and looks down to the plate, um, Spinks is like... (laughs) 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 Oh! I love Spinks so damn much. (laughs) Spinks is all of us right now. Well, I I would be enjoying the food anyway. Hey, Spinks, leave some for me! (laughs) I'm sorry! It's so good, though! It's so good! Okay. You normally right. allow and that kind of just... to eat all your food? No wonder you're so skinny, girl. Uh, well, I say allow. I think there's a strong word for what is happening here. Hey! Uh, <laughs> Lizard, just go and get. Get down. You want some food, you ask nicely. And then I'll bring it to you. You don't steal somebody else's food. Get, go, get down. <laughs> He's just like mouth, like cheeks bulging, just like looking up at Gerda with like puppy eyes. Just like... <laughs> it's your breakfast. 
I don't know. Keeping a keeping a lizard in the house, I don't know. Seems just downright bizarre to me. I feel like where did you even get a lizard, Safra? I don't oh, I don't know. Honestly, I'm asking the same question. I don't really know. Uh I apparently it's hereditary hereditary Hereditary, hereditary. lizards. Ain't nobody ever heard of no mm. dang hereditary lizards. Lizards ain't catching. Well, I think it's like yeah, I think it's some kind of disease. <laughs> Sphinx is like she like adjusts. <laughs> I don't she adjusts her little round glasses and just like gives like such a like kind of a, a like a lightly disgusted, mostly confused face to Sphinx. But in the meantime, I will introduce you to my new pest. This is Mr. Sphinx. Mr. Sphinx, this is Auntie Carta. Mr. Sphinx, huh? Hello. Mr. Sphinx, huh? Mm. Huh. Yes. Right. He adjusts his frills a little bit, you know. I'm gonna call you Lizard, if that's all right with you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Queen activities. <laughs> you see, like, the most, like, childlike pout, like, like, screwed up sort of face on Sphinx. She butters up a side of cornbread, hands it to him. Still kind of squinting, he takes the cornbread and shoves it in his mouth. I'll accept for now. <laughs> he goes and sits down. Okay. So now I, I, Harris is going to take a seat and just pull the plate towards her so she can guard it now and enjoy her, her dinner. Yeah, breakfast. Sorry, not dinner. So, Saffir, honey, what's on your mind? <sighs> you, been, you been taking care of yourself? Well, for the most part, I think. There's been... God, there's been so much, Auntie Carta. Ain't life kind of that way, you know? I mean, this was a shock. Yeah, I mean, so was Leah, Mm. so, you know. Does she she know she was a pleasant surprise? Yeah, I don't know. You tell kids things, you don't tell kids (laughs) things. You lose track by the time they're 20-something, you don't know. Well, I, I, I will not mention just in case. <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be surprised as hell if that damn fool husband of mine didn't mouth off about it every Tuesday. Oh, fair point. Uh, I'm. Can I ask you something? Of course. You are wise, and you've been. You know more of the world. You have not always been in rally. Well, obviously. rally didn't exist for the first you half of my life, so no. Where were you before, Rally? Oh, boy. Well, I mean, I... She kind of breaks eye contact. I could tell you the name of the town, but don't rightly exist no more. Uh, it was a little farming village outside of Agravar. The far reaches there. Not too far from here, but, um... Yeah, more, uh, Maurice and I, we, we tended to, to a little farm. He, uh, he did some, some cooping work and, uh, a little bit of milling work, which is how he got this gig, and... Most part, I tended to do some vegetables, and he raised a few boar. We were just trying to trying to make it work. We didn't really have people, so to speak, so we were kind of on our own. What happened to the village? Things were getting hard before we had to leave. You know, it was it was getting un, untenable. We had some drought. We had a you know crop diseases, things like that. Stuff the Empressar swore up and down they'd be able to prevent. You know how politicians be. Mm. But um. We were trying to stick it out. I mean, the thing that really sent us was uh, Imperial troops came through and trying to suppress the, I guess you call it a rebellion, whatever the fuck the Agravar government is doing right now. They, they, the Empressar's people tried to get in and put a stop to it before it even started, and they did that by stomping out the poor little farm and villages like ours. 
I'm sorry to hear that. You make a go of it one way, doesn't work. You move on, you make a go of it another way, works a little better. Life's like that. It's tough. You gotta, you gotta pick your battles. That's why Maurice gets so upset when Isaac doesn't take the, oh, how does he put it? Tangible economic implications, I think is the phrase he done use when he doesn't take that shit seriously. Cause we lose rally, what else we got? You know, Leah'd be alright. She could pick up, move on like we did, but we're getting old, you know? Be hard to leave. Even if I could leave, I wouldn't want to. <sighs> um, whilst you were outside of Rally, did you ever come across the Tanin? That, uh, that a group of people? I mean, they sound like a musical band of some kind. The Tanin. <laughs> I mean, you're not too far off, honestly. But, uh, <laughs> yes, they were uh, nomadic people. Although I hear they weren't always nomadic. No, I, I can't say that I did. We led a pretty remote life. I mean, you know, when, now, now that I'm in Raleigh, you hear stories, right? I mean, you hear about Isaac and his big city living, and Dale and Katarine knew everybody on Earth. I, I mean, I hear, I hear Katarine knew the Empress saw it's a shame she's not around. I could ask her everything. Yeah. Yeah, she was whip smart, that that girl. But we were we were we were farmer folk, you know. We'd never seen anybody but Agravarians for till we moved here, frankly. Anyway. Sorry, gotcha. I was just I am um, I don't know. Seeing if anyone within the rally really knows maybe any more than I do. Um but nah, I... I know how that That's is. Right. Thank you, anyway. Of course. You know, you know who might know something here? Who? Weirdly enough, that big Paul fella. Oh. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I see the way that he looks at you and you look at him and he looks at you. And you look, I, I know what's going on. I'm old, but no, I'm not that God, old. No, there is no, there is no me looking at, at big Paul. Fuck <laughs> you. We're going to let that go under the rug. <laughs> That slide here, come on now. Right. <sighs> right listen, hey, you, you, it's it, it's your life. You're, you know, you, you're only young once, and uh, I mean, Lord knows if I was. But anyway, uh, <laughs> he's from uh, he's from out east, isn't he? You know, I don't know. I think I heard him mention somewhere that he was from the mountains, somewhere out east, and I, I think that's the furthest away that anybody around here's from. Maybe he knows something about. Some far-flung nomadic people. That Sherwood would have known, but he's no good. Uh, he's no good. I don't trust him as far as I could throw him. Why is he no good? You seen that mustache? Yes. Too damn long. <laughs> is the the length of the mustache uh, a sign of deception? It's a sign of something. I don't. I don't know what yet. I don't know what huh. yet. I don't know what it's a sign of. He's, yeah, he's hiding something. So you, you're picking up what I'm putting down. Is that why you think Big Paul is so trustworthy and no facial hair at all? You know, I never did consider that. That's an interesting thought. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, thank you, Garda, and thank you for the tea and the breakfast. Yeah! I needed that. Not a that. problem, Saffer. You're allowed here. You know you are allowed in my home whenever you want. I will, I will happily feed you because it doesn't seem like anybody else fucking doing it. And we will take care of you. You got to take some time to take care of yourself. Now, 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 I'll tell you what. His little secret. Maurice just went to go meet with Isaac. They're probably going to be a couple hours. So if you wanted to, like, take a little bit of time off, hang out, maybe drink another cup of tea, <laughs> I don't think anybody's going to notice. 
All right. She's going to lean down to Sphinx. <laughs> and say, now you've eaten. Greedy. <laughs> you see that button around your neck? Go and dangle it through Isaac's window. For me. And he's going to kind of salute and scuttle out the door. and, and Holy try and do shit. That uh, can you please roll me a fucking stealth check for Sphinx for doing this again? <laughs> I love these moments. I'm hoping because he's not having to go in the room himself, but kind of like fishing line it down, it might be. <laughs> this is to see if anybody Probably notices not. him getting to Isaac's apartment or Isaac's office. Oh, again. they will. They 100% will. I, yeah. I am convinced. Yeah. Oh my God. He got an 18. Let's go. Holy shit. Let's go. Sphinx. Sphinx is a ghost. Sphinx scampers out of the room. I think uh, Andy Garda pours you another cup of tea. And we see Sphinx rush out of Auntie Gerda's house, back up against the wall. The necklace of the eye kind of tangled in his claws, looks both ways, <laughs> and then skitters across a plane, up to a tree, hiding behind the tree, then to a bush, hiding behind the bush. And then he gets up to the refinery, and he hides along the corner of the refinery. And Harissa, through the eye, you see Martin. <gasps> Step out of the refinery, carrying a wooden box. Sphinx sees this, knows what his mission is, skitters off to Isaac's office. (laughs) We get to Isaac's office. Isaac, you and at least Maurice are talking about the resin shipment. Who else is at this meeting? Resin shipment. Aaliyah. Those two? Okay. So you've got the the sort of operative contingent of the Broadbeam family in your office. Uh, and Maurice takes a look at his pipe, takes a look back at you, considers how well you've done recently, puts his pipe away. All right, Isaac, what's the plan? Isaac sets the tea down for everybody. And he takes hmm. the cup that June told him had paint in it earlier, like it was in front of Maurice. And he takes the cup and he moves it. It's another <laughs> I mean, I, all right, what? Give me. Oh, uh, that was fine. Bad, don't worry about it. Yeah, uh, all right, fine. So I don't care. Everything seems to be uh, good to go with the with the, the shipment. Yeah, I mean, we just need a couple of things, right? We we got to figure out how much are we sending? Who are we sending it to? Yeah, at that, Isaac just eyes Maurice. We're sending it to the episode. Well, I mean, yeah, I, like with the big air quotes and the whole thing, I get it. We're all in this together, Isaac. I'm putting together our contingent of people who are going to be taking this to where it needs to go. Where is it going? Taking the usual route on its way to its destination. All right. All right. So we're leaving it, what, kind of unguarded? What is the plan here? Um... <laughs> Isaac said, oh, I need to check some notes real quick. And he starts writing down notes on a piece of paper. And then he slides it over to Maurice. And basically, on the piece of paper, it says, Maurice, shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh, just out of curiosity, I'm, I'm curious as to why I, Isaac is freaking out. Because the only three people who are in here. Only because Martin came into his office last night sneaking around. Uh, Martin could have bugged the room. Yeah, he could have planted something. Sure. So uh, I think I think uh, Maurice picks this up and kind of as he does, Sphinx 
gets the the eye in and so harissa you can kind of see from this point on you've heard up to this point i can see the paper because he wrote it big enough for him yeah maurice looks at it and says paranoid ass useless mother all right fine damn right isaac i need you to tell me who is going on this expedition hey nurse Leah, if you want to make your way on this journey Leah I'd, I'd be honored if you were make sure it safely gets to where it needs to go yeah Isaac of course I'm gonna be there I don't think I'm gonna be the only one though and we also do have to consider that Agravar did just you know kind of try to burn us to the ground who's leaving who's going as far as I could tell you and the guard contingent have something that you guys gotta get up to I don't know what that's about maybe something to do with the elder gods but who's staying who's leaving I think we need some of the Empressar's most trusted of individuals going on this patrol. What do y'all think of Martin? (laughs) Uh, Maurice goes to speak, looks at the crumpled piece of paper, rolls his eyes. Martin's great. Martin's the best. Martin is competent at his job. And has never needed anyone else's assistance to do the bare minimum. I think Martin would be a great choice for this excursion. And look, when you when you're heading down on said excursion, he does a little number to, uh, to help him with walking. That in, he in cadence does. No one. That he. All right, fine. Yeah. So, all right. So, Leah goes. Martin goes. Everybody else stays. Who do you think could? could hold their own and possibly have the biggest of mouths if anything were to happen uh-huh. to our shipment. Who do we need to send with our loving Martin, Leah, and all of our wonderful boys? I, you tell me, Isaac. You're the man Morris, in charge. You are terrible. This is supposed to be a, a communi- communicative I run your mill and I run your refinery. (laughs) I do not run your delivery business and I certainly don't run your subterfuge business. I I would send Elmira. She seems to be the most competent at all. We are not sending children. (laughs) Just have a a child guard contingent as well alongside the boar. It's perfect. It's fine. I mean, we're not cutting any trees down as of Right now, could we send a few more mill workers with them? Just yeah, Isaac, bodies? absolutely. I'm. I, yeah. Listen, I don't think there's a right number of people to be sending on this excursion. I think it's more about the kind of people that we're sending on this excursion. We don't want anybody who's going to put up too much of a fight. Well, of I course, get that. not a fight. Listen, I'm not worried about any types of fights. Right, exactly. Or... Nothing is going to go wrong ever, and it's all going to be great. That, that, that's fine. I, what I'm saying is that we got to make sure there's some people who are left here just in case Agravar gets the wrong idea. And I feel as though Big Paul, as well as your strapping self, and uh, Benny, if anything were to happen, I, I feel as though all of the folks of Riley could, could hold off and or get to me, me and everyone else and let us know what's going on as soon as possible. Leah kind of scratches the back of her head and says now here's a tricky question isaac yes you're gone and i'm mm-hmm. gone mm-hmm. who's in charge he looks at maurice <sighs> <laughs> i would 
I would have Scrumpy do it, but he's... Yeah, Scrumpy's a little incapacitated for one reason or the other. More, more than usual, but uh, then it'll probably be Oz. They seem like the most capable. And... <coughs> Oz it is. I'll let him know. I don't think it'll mean much in the long run, but I think they'll probably be able to keep things coordinated. If they have any questions, Benny would probably be the main one to go to as a second. All right. I'll let him know. I'll let them all know. You want me you to go like, tell Harissa to talk to Martin? Because I really, I honestly don't want to fucking talk to him myself. I know I'm putting you through a lot of stress and awkwardness in having you journey with Martin, but I appreciate you for that, Leah. Listen, yes. if, if, if he gets the orders from Harissa, then all I have to do is say, don't talk to me, you creepy bitch, and then we'll be fine. I knew I could trust you for this. Yeah, Thank you. we'll be good. All right, I'll go, I'll go talk to Harissa, and she gets up. And Sphinx, you have just processed that someone is coming to find Harissa. What do you do? Sphinx is um, dangling by the sort of like the, the string with the... I don't know how he's doing it, but he's doing it. <laughs> um, <laughs> just outside, ask, just like don't ask me how swinging work. in the wind slightly. Uh, he's... Uh, <laughs> and he's going to try and like <laughs> get the, the button down and he's going to get the button back over and he's going to kind of like fall on his butt and sort of scamper back to, to Harissa to try and beat Leah there. Harissa, you are told Panic. that you need to find Martin and you do. Uh, you find him in his home, which is odd because he theoretically should be on duty. I'm going to kind of knock quite abruptly on that door. Uh, and you hear some shuffling and some clattering and some, some moving around of things. I'm waiting. The door flies open. Sergeant Harissa! Apologies for keeping you waiting. Ah, it's- Martin. Oh, I'm glad to see you are hard at work. Thank you, ma'am. Yeah, no. What are you doing? You should be on patrol. Should I? I thought it was your day. Uh, well, regardless, uh, I, don't you talk I, back to me. Get the back. Get inside. Uh, I need he, to talk to you. Uh, he sort of steps back in, and he's doing that thing that you do, where you like you face the person that you're speaking to, but you're trying to put yourself in between them and the thing that you don't want them to see. Right? He's just like constantly like angling uh-huh. himself, sort of back to really his like workbench. So she's um, just gonna kind of like she clocks this, but she's gonna walk up to the sort of like I'm assuming he's got like a table and chairs somewhere in his in his house she's just gonna kind of like plonk herself down on the nearest chair and just kind of put her feet up on the table he kind of winces a little bit martin take a seat yes yes ma'am and he takes like very conspicuously takes a seat in between you and the workbench martin you have 10 seconds to tell me exactly what you've been hiding from me before i have you court-martialed he goes so fucking pale uh, I, 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 I would be glad to. Uh, Nine. Uh, eight. I'm working on a humane trap seven, for the wolverines that are plaguing our city. Six. I thought that I would take the initiative. They seem to be a threat to the children. Five. I'm not sure what else you want me to say. And why do you think they need to be caught, Martin? Well, they're, they're, they're clearly a threat to the children, and. and I figured that someone would need to take the initiative, and I, 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 I'll be honest, I'm not the most proud of my meager contribution to the fight, and so I, I, I hoped that I might be able to t- t- take take a bit of initiative in this matter. All right, show me the trap. Well, it's um, it's not quite finished, but uh, certainly, Sergeant Teresa, if that's um, 
If that's an order. It is. Yes, ma'am. She doesn't move. She expects him to just bring it to the table. <sighs> he stands up. Oh, my cat's having a moment. Grabs two things. Uh, he grabs the wooden box that you saw through the eye and uh, sort of a sheet of paper, mm-hmm. a schematic. And he sets down the schematic and he sets down the wooden box and he points to the schematic and he says, this is the plan. It, it begins, it begins with a, a trail. You see, I, I, I believe that the, the most, the single most important thing was that I needed to separate the children from the wolverines. That was the most important, that was the, 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 the critical, the critical issue here. And so what I've done is I've acquired a cache of candy and I have also acquired uh, this little ball and cup game from Isaac's office. Uh, and <laughs> my, mm-hmm. my plan, my plan was to use that and a trail of meat Purloined from the the mess hall to create separate diverging paths in town, one of which the candy trail would lead to the little ball and cup game, which would preoccupy the children. The other of which the meat would lead the wolverines to this. And he looks at the box, sort of gestures to it. Is it literally like a box that's held up by a stick and like a No, it's a wooden that... it's a wooden <laughs> box, right? Like a wooden like crate. Uh, that is enclosed on all mm-hmm. sides but one. There's like one, there's like a whole mm-hmm. entrance, but otherwise it's like a sealed off crate. Okay. And the schematics look legit that that is like a, a child scrolling of some kind of trap. <laughs> it's, 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 you don't even, there's not even schematics of the trap. The schematics that he put in front of you were literally just like a, a, a Y-shaped dotted line of the two trails. Right? Like one leading to the ball and cup game. There's a shitty little drawing of a ball and cup game. And then one leading to just like a box. Right? Then why were you looking for a mirror? Ah, you see, that's part of the ingenious nature of this trap. And he kind of points the box in your direction. There's only one way in. And the meat would be in, uh, the meat, the the meat would be in front of the box. You see, it's very important that it's in front of the box. The wolverine would eat the meat and then catch a glimpse of himself in the mirror, which I have placed cleverly at the back of this box. Having just eaten, he would be compelled to check the mirror to see if anything is stuck in his teeth, which would, which would, which would tell him to, to to go into the box. (laughs) I have so many feelings about this scene. (laughs) Christ. Okay. All right. Now, once the wolverine is in the box, he, he, he will move into the box far enough that his tail will snag on this trip wire inside of the box. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. that wire, when pulled slightly, will cause this feather to swing down and tap him from behind, which will cause him to turn. As he turns to see who has tapped him on, 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 on his haunches, he will s- further snag the trip wine, which will cause these bars to drop, closing them in. And he, like, pulls the trip line and, like, some shitty, like, nails, like, the other way around, like, flat side down, like, come down to, like, block, heavy quotations, block this entrance. Now, this is a reasonable way for us to capture these wolverines in a very humane, uh, in a very humane way. Now, the, the question, the question is, how do we know whether or not they've been captured? We can't have them l- staying in there for, for days and days. Uh, and so, I, I think this is, frankly, I think this is the most brilliant part. The wolverine will panic, and he will claw at these metal bars, which will then send sparks flying off in all directions. These sparks will ignite uh-huh. a very specifically placed flare. Oh, mm-hmm. hell no. <laughs> the flare then letting us know that we have captured a wolverine. Harissa, like me, is probably trying to stifle some kind of amusement, but also just, like, completely flabbergasted at the ingenuity and also 
insanity of this man <laughs> standing before her trying to explain how this humane wolverine trap has been designed to work and the logic behind the the design um, I also appreciate that at one point Emily was like, hey, I really hate interacting with Martin because I feel like every time I do, he's so deeply inscrutable. I don't know what to f the fuck to say. And I and I just, <laughs> yeah, right. Yes. Congratulations. You're his boss. <laughs> mm -hmm. Martin, uh, a couple of things uh, first. One, I want to assure you that Gard and I have ensured that these wolverines will not harm the children. In fact, they are protecting the children, which is why they spend so much time around them. Persuasion check. This check will determine whether or not Martin it's lives. It's truth. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> like, this is, this is yeah. a heavy roll. Oh! It's a nine. I got a minus one Ooh, to that. I ain't got no That's rough. I just don't let guard notice any of this plan. So Martin... Funnily enough, has a minus two to insight. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> this fucking guy. And I rolled sense. an 11. Right? Oh my god. Oh, are we tied? It beats it. I love that. That's great. So he believes me. That's fine. I don't um, know that he true. does. I don't think he does believe you, but I also think that he never stopped to consider that, right? Like, I think when you tell him that, he's like, oh, oh, a. Uh, I didn't suspect that they could have been vetted to be safe for the children or, or, or coerced to, to, into, into protecting them. I'll, um, I'll have to take that under consideration during my observations. Think of them as like guard dogs. They've been trained. They, they're fine. They're very efficient. Like war dogs. Very good. We'll have to go about getting them licensed. Um, so, uh, that can wait. We have other very big fish to fry before we start looking at the minnows. You know what I mean? Fucking Martin's gonna spend days days making little licenses but i you have given me an idea though martin first of all um you will i i came here for a couple of reasons let me backtrack i am so uh, at a loss for words but firstly you have been um chosen to join the the delivery the excursion of the of the elderwood sap to um its destination i want you to make sure that it gets there safely you understand Aye, ma'am. Is there a reason why you will not be uh, taking this on yourself? Are you, are you otherwise indisposed? With the Agravar attacks, and with, we have just found the Minehead boys have gone missing, um, I will be investigating that. I do believe that the Minehead boys would be a bit outside of our purview, but I, I, the Agravar attacks are certainly of top concern. Yes, we feel they are related, so I want to ensure that we are not attacked again and get to the bottom of understood, this. Understood, understood. I would, I would be glad to do my duty, yes. I want to trust you, Martin. Can I trust you with this? Of course. Undoubtedly. Good. However, this design you have for this trap, let me give you the rest of today. I want you to come up with a design that works like this, but for bandits. Interesting. I could conceive of such a thing. So if any more come close to rally, maybe we can put a couple on the outskirts of the, um, of the woods. We can catch some people coming close, huh? I'd be, I'd, I'd, I'd be certainly uh, glad to work on something uh, to that effect. Um, I, I will I certainly get as much done as I possibly can in, in the intervening hours, and, and, and hopefully by tomorrow we'll be ready to go, and we will have set some, some, some bandit traps. Yes, I think this would be... Uh, Sergeant Teresa, I, 
nothing should bring me more joy than defending my charges against rebel upstarts. My performance was shameful, and I wish to do better by the Empressar. Long may they reign. I appreciate that, Martin. And we were all fresh to battle once. Hmm. I know how you feel. And the first time you get blood on your blade, it will change you. But it will make you strong. Presumably someone else's blood. Yes, I've gotten mine on my blade often. That's... Yes, maybe, yes, uh, someone else's blood. But make sure when you do have someone else's blood on your blade, it is for a just reason. You understand? What could be more just than the will of the Empressar? I will leave you to your inventions. Don't let me down. Yes, ma'am. Aye, aye. All right. The following morning, the earliest signs of autumn begin. Little songbirds from the north are making their way to the south, stopping in at rally in what may be its most pleasant time of the year. The creek down through the streets and valleys of the town is crisp and cool and warmed by a lazy sun. There's a breeze and just the slightest chill in the air as you all wake up and feel the crunch of mist-covered grass under your feet. And you are at the gates of rally. You are in the process of sending off the contingent that will deliver the resin. And your gear is similarly packed. Isaac, Leah walks up to you. You ready to go? Uh, you? To be easy. Two days there and back. Whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen. Alright. Make sure, uh, you know, Whiskers does all this little super superstitious stuff and keeps you guys safe. <sighs> Don't worry about that. He's been doing it since like two this morning. Where'd you get that salt from? It's like pink and shit. It's like you, th- this is like, this is this exotic salt. You've got like luxury items that you're throwing away. I don't know. I, I, Whiskers is inscrutable, I swear. Just, just remember while you're out there, Leah. Y- y'all don't have to be heroes. If anything goes off. You hear that, boys? We don't have to be heroes. No, Martin does. Martin is being paid to be a hero. Martin, you, <laughs> you are. <laughs> Understood. I'm talking to, to my people. They, they are. You got weapons on you. Use them. Wait. One moment. And he runs back inside. Shit. Fuck's sake. Oh my god. <laughs> Carissa literally face palms. <laughs> Seriously, Leah. You and, you and Whiskers, and if you need to, make sure Martin doesn't fall on his own sword I, or something. Stupid. Listen, Isaac, we, we got this. You've laid the groundwork. Oz came up with a good plan. We're gonna make this happen. Alright? He hugs her. <gasps> you be careful out there, alright? Which is I joke, I don't actually want to be in charge of this shithole. I think Riley definitely would be in better hands with you, Leah. Oh, just... don't get me wrong. Yeah. yeah. But, like, 
Take care of yourself, all right? You too. And they take off. Martin running after them with his sword. <laughs> and it is time for the rest of you to go. We begin our journey into the Western Wields once again. Guided by Isaac's map and June's prophetic earrings. For this first day, I would like everyone to roll me a survival check, please. Mm-hmm. Here we go, boys and June girls. June has brought one of the wooden balls and is, like, constantly, like, hacky-sacking and soccer-playing. Survival checks, right? Survival check. I got an eight. An eight. Oh. I got a 17. Okay, Somebody else got higher success. ones, though. Dirty oh, 20. June got 20. Nice. Cast, okay. like, something to help us? Bless. I can't speak to an animal? Uh, not for this one. Okay. Come on, Craig. You can do it. I got a 12. Okay. That's actually uh, high for me. So, <laughs> your first day is relatively uneventful. I think that a lot of the time is spent kind of moving through the first few miles of the Western Wields that seem to bear signs of Agravar raiders far deeper into the forest than you would have expected. Obviously, the tree line sort of right outside of Rally has been pretty aggressively broken and burnt, thanks to Harissa. Good call. Um, You're welcome. But even <laughs> deeper in, there's evidence of felled trees, planted camps. Seems as if they had been moving at least somewhat through the western wields. Or that someone has been. Uh, if anyone is interested, you can do some investigation on some of these campsites to get a sense of what's going on out here. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, okay. I'd I'll like to. Uh, 14. Ooh, I got a daddy 20. A 14. Nice. Uh, looks a lot like what you've kind of already gotten, right? Like, this looks like military movement. This looks like it was a it was a bunch of people kind of moving through this space clumsily, haphazardly, violently in some instances. There's, there's you know, felled trees, disrupted mm. underbrush. Uh, on a 20... Marissa, you find a shield resting against a tree covered in newly fallen leaf litter. It is a buckler of a familiar size and shape. And as you brush the leaves away, you see the sigil of Agravar, a ward shield. Does it look just like Isaac's? Yep. Almost exactly. I'm going to uh, call Isaac over. Well, sort of like well, we knew there were like, like, like <clears throat> Does this look similar to the one that Isaac let you? You have no idea who it would belong to. Yeah. Strange that they would just leave it here, though. Means they were uh, possibly attacked and they were just trying to get out of Dodge. But why leave a shield? Well, you needed if you were being attacked. I understand leaving sleeping bags or, you know. If the threat was great enough, running mm. may have been the only option. Possibly the threat itself got him too fast. I will say there's no obvious sign of an immediate struggle here as per the 14 and mm. 20 investigation. I, it looks maybe hurried, but not violent. 
Mm. It looks hurried, but not confrontational. Are there any birds around? So glad you asked me that question. <laughs> you, gave, you gave the automaton a chance to speak with animals and nature. Guard. Mm-hmm. For me. On a 12 group survival check. No. Are there any animals around? No. Ooh, that's weird. There is a lack of life around this campsite. So, this concerns me that if they either left in a in a hurry, it is something that scared them more than facing all of us at the rally, at the siege, and the explosions and the the chaos. Right. And to scare away the wildlife too. What if they didn't leave? What do you mean by didn't leave? Obviously there's no one here. We have seen creatures in the woods that can be here and not here at the same time. The geckos. Porky. Okay, okay. June's gonna squat down, don't take a knee, and put her hand into the dirt. Does she feel any of that pulsing going through the ground? June. Oh, that's you absolutely scary music. feel the familiar heartbeat. Uh, I don't want to tell a ghost story here, but I'm wondering if maybe, maybe the blood tree had something to do with this. Maybe the they were absorbed into the forest. That's what the blood tree told me. That that's where the dead go. And, uh, I don't know if I told you guys this, but I think I might have had a dream or premonition or something about some of these guys walking into the afterlife. What do you mean? It, it was, I was in the forest, but there was this group of people that were moving and... The one that I spoke with, this guy said that he w- they were on their way to, gosh, what did he say? I can't remember what he said. The They were like on their way to the yeah. afterlife. But I felt this still, like, I can feel the, the, I can feel the heartbeat. Um, I think Harissa is going to kneel down and see if she can feel what June is feeling. Does Sphinx do it as well? I'm going to say yes. He's probably curious too. I would like Carissa to please roll me a nature check. I only got a seven. Harissa, you don't feel anything. But Sphinx does. This is the same pulse I felt in, in my vision of them going to the afterlife. What if this was that group? It wasn't the Minehead boys. The group that, but you said they were already heading to the afterlife, so wouldn't those be the people that uh, we already? Maybe. What if the forest absorbed them? I don't know. This is all bizarre. We did bury them, Gard and I. We did make sure they were buried. Maybe that's, once they're buried, they get absorbed? Maybe? This is different. 
The animals are missing as well. Listen. Mm. There are almost no sounds. This is not the same thing as burying the dead we fought. Guard is going to take out the Lorax and slam it into the ground. Yes. Ooh. Okay, do it. That sounds good. <laughs> what the f- Hello. My name is the- Oh. Oh, it's you again. Uh, yes. It will hi. probably be me for a while. All right, well, that's convenient. Uh, yes. What's, what's up? What can I do you for, buddy? It's nice to see you again. You know what? It's nice to see you, too. Honestly, I don't think in a thousand, thousand years of service, nobody's ever said that to me. This is my adventuring party. How you doing? My name is the Lorax. I speak for the trees. Uh, hi! Can you ask the geckos <laughs> if the blood tree had to do with the missing life in this area, or if it was... <laughs> Hold on a second there, friendo. Um, blood tree... Mi- all right, well, alright, so there's, there's missing animals. The geckos might know something about that. Uh, if you notice, it is very quiet here. Yeah, it's fucking creepy as all hell, my dude. Uh, okay. Blood tree? I don't know what else to call it. I mean, you say that like I should know what it is. Maybe the geckos do. I'll pass the it pulsing, along. The pulsing red vines that talk with uh, the you're souls speaking, of the dead. Uh, you're speaking nonsense words, my guy. Uh, what about the uh, god of death? Oh. Oh, that tree. Blood tree? I mean, it was pretty... Listen, clearly there's some shit here that I don't understand, and it is above my pay grade. So, here we go. Hey, yo! Heads up! And then... The geckos fill the canopy above you. Looking down, craning necks, blinking, and waiting. The Lorax. Does the blood tree, aka the the big tree, the god of the god of death, <clears throat> have anything to do with why everything's gone? Well, I listen. Joey, I know you aren't around all the time. I get that you didn't personally see any. I, it's an aggregate question. Does anyone know anything? Clarence, thank you. Okay. Clarence. All right, I'll tell him. All right, all right. Most of them don't seem to know shit. They kind of got here and everything was fucky. Seems like it's just this part of the forest for the moment that everything's gone. So there's that. They don't think it has anything to do with the tree. Nothing's dead. Nothing's moved into the natural world here. Clarence. Thank you, Clarence. Clarence saw the guide. The guide. Yeah. Um, Is the guide a giant bird? That's the one. You ask if uh, they saw the guide take anyone or anything? Lady, um, I'm sure you're great. I'm sure you're aligned here. I'm actually only allowed to take questions from the big guy. Sorry, I was talking to God. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it can be confusing, Lorax. I understand. 
I do beg your pardon, sir. No, it's um, listen. It's, I, a, it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a formality thing. You know, you know how it goes. Did the guide take the life that was here? All right, somewhere. Clarence, else? guide, take. Yeah. Uh. Oh. Huh. Uh huh. Good to know. Yes. But but but. Clarence thinks it might have just been one guy. One guy that was taken. Yeah. Clarence, all right, here's what Clarence, Clarence says. Bird come, bird and person go, people go. Please thank the geckos and thank you. Yeah, anytime, bud. Uh, and by that, I mean once a day. I pick up the act. So someone was uh, uh, abducted by a guide bird of death? The guide, yes. They say it's supposed to call the spirits of the dead to the afterlife. Why it's taking a live person, I have no idea. I think we have an idea. Porky told us that um, these gods are a little EO'd. Maybe they're just picking and choosing whoever. And possibly that could be the reason why Sherwood and the Minehead boys also disappeared. Let's hope they are still alive, wherever they've been taken. Hopefully, uh, the ones that it has taken aren't ones that uh, attacked us. Yes, if your messenger didn't get to where he was going. Guard, I need you to make me a charisma saving throw. Not bad. 15. Okay. Pretty good, actually, for me. It is strange that it took one person... But the geckos say that everything else vanished afterwards. I don't know much. But in my time at Rally, I have come to accept that the forest is deeper and more unusual than I'd have thought it to be.